Alrighty, we're back with uh, another edition of uh, Behind the Vinyl. Uh, yes. Nicholas, of course, and we have Michael from Volbeat. Hello. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much. And um, very interesting record. So Thank we've you. we've gone through a few now on the show. And um, do you want to exp- do you want to tell us a record you chose? Uh, I picked um, Black Sabbath Black Sabbath record called The Hitless Cross. Yeah. And one of my all time favorite records. That's not a single time. I cannot put on that album. You know, I, I remember when it came out, uh, what was it, 89? Yeah. And it was winter. And um, me and a friend, we, we started, uh, we were going to school, um, uh, becoming electricians. And, it, you know, it only took us like 10 minutes to go down to that uh, school. And uh, so we were turning on the Danish television and... At that time, they would play some new releases every morning in in the morning show, and suddenly, you know, we heard Black Sabbath got a new record out, and this song, this video, Headless Cross, came up, and I was just it knocked me out of my shoes because not only did the track sound amazing, the way it starts with the drums. Uh, Cozy Powell yeah. is my all-time favorite drummer. It's so Cozy Powell yeah. too. That, <laughs> yeah, that, exactly, so exactly. You know, yeah. if if you know your Cozy Powell history, you know you can totally hear that it's Cozy Powell, and he's my definitely my my favorite uh, drummer. So having him in Black Sabbath with my favorite guitar player Tony Iommi, and the track was amazing. The sound was so cold and evil when you think about it, it's kind of. A, heavy power yeah. rock but and and then who's that new guy singing right and i was like wow he sounds amazing um and i gotta admit that even though that i knew they had a record out before hitless cross called the eternal idol mm. i didn't pick that album up uh, before i heard the hitless cross all right because i was always Dio fan uh, Dio was the guy in Black Sabbath that I liked All right. and I know people are going to be very surprised now I was not listening that much to the Black Sabbath albums with Aussie I, I did like the music but I, I couldn't really figure out his voice so that came on a little bit later Right. but then who's that new dude in Black Sabbath and wow he could sing you know he had that range kind of like Dio yes. but maybe a little bit more nice <laughs> yeah even though that uh Dio is one of my all-time favorite heavy singers um so uh it was like you got Cozy Powell you got Tony Iommi and you got this amazing new singer and the track was awesome mm. and me and my friend went to school and we you know we were singing that song the whole day and we end up saying you know what I'm I can't wait to go up to the record store I need that fucking album so we skipped the last three lessons walked um <laughs> up to um, the city where there's this record store and he was there and I picked it up and um, we went home and for hours we were listening to that record and what I, you know, first of all, it's very rare that you pick up an album with a new singer in one of your favorite bands and every fucking song Mm. is good. Mm. And um, so it very quickly became a classic for me and my friend. And I've been inspired by that album uh, since then. You know, right. it's, it's an album I can constantly listen to. Um, uh, not only is it a great record, they also have Brian May as a yes. guest guitar player. Yeah. I'm a huge Queen <laughs> fan, so it's like, oh, it continues. They got fucking <laughs> Brian May on the record too. You know, it was more pleasure overload. Yeah. Um, but the lyrics as well, it was like, wow, this uh, Tony Martin writes some pretty decent yeah. lyrics yeah. and um, I found out that you know he was actually telling a true story mm. um, about this pestilence going on in a small city they actually called Hitler's Cross and the people will go up to the hill of the Hitler's Cross to pray to get well but they all died yeah yeah um, and it's just so sad that this album kind of never really got the recognition that it no. deserved because I think I speak for a lot of Black Sabbath fans that it has become a classic. Yeah. And there's just some, you know, those very stubborn old school Black Sabbath. Oh, it has to be Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Now I love the Ozzy Osbourne Black Sabbath albums as yeah. well. But I got to admit, 
honestly, Headless Cross is my favorite Black Sabbath album. Yeah. And, um, and you know, when you actually talk to the, uh, the Black Sabbath fans, they all said Headless Cross is, is an amazing album. Actually, the Tony Martin area is pretty yeah. good because oh, yeah. the record that came afterwards, uh, Tuyo, yeah. was yeah. really good too. Yeah. Uh, Cross Purpose has its moments with yep. with, uh, with good songs. Yeah. Forbidden a little bit more shaky, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, that album would for all time be one of my favorite records. Yeah, that's great. A friend of mine actually went to see uh, uh, Tio that tour uh, at Kobe uh, Hallen uh -huh. uh, oh, right. in Copenhagen, and he absolutely loved it. Right. Yeah. 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 And you know what? I was there too. Oh, you were? Yeah, yeah, in Copenhagen. I was with uh, my two sisters and and their husbands. All right. Know? So, yeah, I, I was like a little child. And um, actually, that's something really cool I want, I, I want to tell you and show you. Um, I remember, I think, I believe they opened up with uh, Children of the Grave, okay. which is not normally what they do. But I just remember Tony Omi, you, you heard the guitar. People were so excited. And then the spotlight came on stage and Tony Iommi stepped into the spotlight and people were And you know what he did? He just looked up and he did this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and so, oh, that's so cool. The show was amazing and Tony Martin did a great job. Yeah. Um, such a great record. You know, that's not a single song that I don't like on this album. It has right. it, it has it all. Yeah. It's it's so heavy, it's cold, and I like the production of it. I like the sound of it. Yeah. And it was it was produced by um by Iomi himself, Iomi and Cozy Powell. Yeah. They produced it. Yeah. Um how do you feel about that? You know, cuz you guys have production, mm -hmm. you're involved in your production, um but you you also bring in someone else as well. Yeah, how, yeah. how do you feel about these guys like um how do you feel about producing artists producing it solely themselves do you think there needs to be an outside influence i don't know that's not up for me to decide you know uh, i'm happy that cozy power was part of this record because <laughs> yeah. it sounds amazing yeah it, it really does i think cozy powell insisted on on tony martin staying right yeah, I think so. I think he recommended him uh, or wanted Ayomi to check out Tony Martin. Yeah, because um, there was talk of Dio coming back exactly, that yeah. early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a huge Dio fan. I love Dio. But I read in an interview that Cosi Powell actually said, you know, with all the experience that he had in so many different bands, his favorite singer was Tony Martin. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. That's cool. He, he's, he has got a very similar voice to Dio. Yeah. Maybe not the as high a range, but it's it's a wonderful voice. Yeah, yeah. Dio is maybe a little bit more raw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the edge. But uh, what an amazing singer. Yeah. But I also, also read somewhere that this is this is actually the the Black Sabbath album where all the lyrics and the stories in the lyrics is all like you know dark, satanic and dark, devilish and, and all that yeah, stuff, dark, which is kind of cool. But it's the real deal. You yeah, know? yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it's such an amazing album, and you know it's. It's sad that you can't really get the album anymore. I know uh, it's it's not even on Spotify. No, no I, I think it's something to do with that record company they were on. Was it IRS? IRS, yes, uh, yes. So they, I guess, they made a terrible deal with those guys. Um, hopefully, they can reprint it if Tony Iommi he know uh, he owns the rights for the album. I don't know. I I read maybe a half year ago that he wanted to re-release it maybe with a couple of bonus songs yep. but then yep. suddenly he didn't and there was some few interviews out with tony martin suddenly be very excited about it yeah. and then that talk kind of disappeared yes, and now Iomi is talking about forbidden which yep. is really weird for yep. some, but uh hopefully it gets a reprint and it's not like i think it really needs to be uh remastered because it already sound amazing yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's see. It is one of those albums. I have it on vinyl, I have it on CD, I have, you know, I have it on uh, on EP and and, and live and, and bootlegs. It, it's like, that's my all-time favorite. <laughs> nice. Let's, let's play a song. Let's play um, The Headless Cross and we'll be back after this.
Yeah, the, the, the fact that it's unavailable, mm. the, the fact that it's um, not on Spotify, it also keeps that mystique about it too, that, that kind of credibility about it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, it's yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. It, it, it just adds that extra element to it, uh, exciting element yeah. to it. And that's what uh, made us excited when you said it. We were like, yeah. oh, fuck yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I remember later on telling friends you need to buy this album and they were like we can't find it anywhere right so you know uh, i've been busy recording a lot of tapes back <laughs> in the days but yeah hopefully you know they figure it out because it, it, it's an album that needs to be yeah out, out yeah. there but also as, as you mentioned before which i think is really which is interesting and also f uh, funny and makes you nostalgic how you mentioned like who's this new guy who, who's singing like back in those days you I mean, you had Kerrang! magazine. Uh, maybe, like you said, there was a video somewhere. I'm just fascinated that, that Danish TV showed it because I don't yeah. think Swedish TV showed it. But you really back then, you really didn't know anything. You bought a record. Nope. You didn't know who was singing on it. Yeah. Maybe there was a new member. And, and these days, it's instant. Yeah. You know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah I, I miss those days where everything was a little bit more a surprise yeah. or, you, or you have to make an effort to you know, find the stuff or yes. figure it out when it was out, you know, it, it had so much more soul, if you ask me, yeah. but you know, it, it is what it is. And it is. I think we have to cope with 2000 and whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, yeah. it, it come out at, at an interesting time in music. So uh, 1989. Yeah. Post Guns N' Roses. Yes. Like post, was it post, uh, post Bleach by Nirvana. Right. Just a little bit pre. So it was a very, turbulent time for this kind of music coming towards the end and oh yeah um i just wonder what this would have come out if it come out either earlier or or, or afterwards come out later yeah yeah you know it, it's kind of sad because it was it was a comeback album yep. and i think if the record company uh you know what during their job right yep. which they didn't but if they did it it, it probably would have been a classic. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. you've got this quote. Yeah, it, it, it says actually that, um, <laughs> unfortunately, however, subpar marketing efforts and widespread distribution issues seriously hamper the album's prospects in America and other key uh, territories. As a result, the project that under more favorable circumstances might have constituted something of a comeback instead became a well-kept secret. So, yeah, I guess it's... Um, well, they just got dropped by by Warner yeah. at that stage. So this yep. was their, this was probably the lowest point of Black Sabbath's career. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and the fact that um, but how frustrating must uh, excuse me how frustrating must it be to make such a strong album, yeah. and then nothing happens because right. people yeah. are not aware. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's sad. But you know, I of course today everybody knows Black Sabbath made that album. But, oh, sure. You know, but um, it, you know, I, I believe they could have done so much great things with that album. Absolutely. Yeah. But also, I mean, those albums with Tony Martin. Also, I'm a big fan of. Um, uh, is it Seven Star with Glenn Hughes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Killer like album, which was yeah. supposed to be a, a solo album, but the record company pushed for yeah, yeah. Uh, the Black Sabbath. Black thing. Sabbath, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a great one as well. So. It, it is. It is. I love that album too. Um, yeah, Glenn Hughes is doing a good, good job. Yeah, I, I, I believe they wanted to call the band actually Seven Star. Yeah, that's oh, right. my, yeah exactly. Yeah. That yeah. might have been yeah. it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's cool. But I guess you know, when you're attached to a record company with certain demands, you know they were aware of they could sell a little <laughs> bit more copies. Call Nick Black. So, so, um, so you just said you you found Black Sabbath at a later date. Um, so this was more. This was the Black Sabbath that you. You first found? No, I I was very 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 young. Uh, the first time I heard Black Sabbath was actually the first Black Sabbath album. Right. Oh. Um, and um, I was living next door to my um, to my grandmother, and uh, her son was listening to a lot of stuff. So a lot of times I would be jumping over the fence and sitting in his room listening to uh, old vinyls, and and I found this Black Sabbath album, and if 
freaked me out because you know there was this woman on the graveyard or something said what is this i need this and he said oh you're way too young for that <laughs> that that's scary stuff and of course you don't say that to a to a, a young guy or a no. child it just becomes more interesting exactly and i knew where his his key for the door was so when he was taking his bike up to the city i you know found his key and jump in and put on the black sabbath album I, I saw how he was handling his record player and it blew me away when, when i heard that that you know it was so scary it was a nice way to hear evil stuff <laughs> <laughs> and i knew from that on you know i needed that one you know i love the record um so a few days after and i was sitting in his room again he said so um how did you like the Black Sabbath album? I said, well, uh, how do you know? I said, I know. I can see <laughs> when somebody's been in my room and record collections. I said, yeah, you know, I actually really like it. All right, you know, take it. Don't tell your mom and dad, you know, it's, uh, and don't play it backwards. Satan will haunt you. <laughs> I says, really? That was, well, of course, that was the first thing I did. You yeah. know, and, you know, I was telling myself I could hear everything. But, that, you know, it's, uh, but that was actually the first experience. And I was not that old. I don't even remember how old I was. But I think I started listening to heavy stuff when I was 10. Oh, okay. Yeah.
Have you ever had the pleasure of meeting any of the uh, Sabbath yeah, musicians? We play, yeah, we played with oh, Of course, you open yeah. up for them, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, actually in Sweden. Hell yeah. yeah, Sweden. yeah, yeah. I know. I, w- I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so very shortly we, we, we met um, Black Sabbath and, and, and we took a picture. All right. Them, you know, that was legendary. You know? Nice. That was great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So you mentioned you're a Queen fan. Um, Brian, Brian Mayne actually and Tony Iommi are really good friends. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and you see photos on social media popping up now and then that they're at their, each yeah. other's places and drinking tea or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think Brian Mayne's name dropped him a few things. Yeah. Um, Brian May is also on Tony Iommi's solo record, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, 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 which yeah. is a phenomenal record. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. That, that record is great. So you're a massive fan. I love Queen, okay. and and I've, I've been listening to Queen since I was a little kid. So yeah. just as much as you know, my parents was always playing Elvis Presley and stuff from the fifties, and they loved Queen too. You know, so that was just part of the music that was being played in my home. Mm. Yeah, it's a great, great that he's playing on. Um, when death calls. Yeah, it's a great really, solo. Yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah. solo and a great song. Yeah, absolutely. Love that one. And th- this this song, this album is is littered with great songs. Call of the Wild, mm. you know, is another great song. Yeah, you know, yeah. the whole album is is super heavy. Um, you play in SG. Yeah. How much of an influence did uh, did Tony Iommi have on that? He is the reason why I play SG. Right. Yeah. Because you know, it's uh, not only. Did I like his sound? I like the look of the guitar, but at that certain time when I was that young, I, I didn't have the money for a guitar like that. So the first guitar actually stole, and then I returned it because <laughs> I felt bad about it. And then I bought a really, really cheap one from uh, one of my friends who stole it. <laughs> of course. And, and you know, it has the stupid name. It, it was called Mad Axe. Oh, that right. was actually the name of the guitar. <laughs> I still have it in in my basement. You know, oh, okay. uh, actually, some of the first Dominus records, the first band I had, is right. You know, all the songs has been written on that. Guitar. Oh, cool. So I was just saying, when the time comes, when I one day have the money to buy that um, GT, you know, I'll do it. And then um, <coughs> uh, there was this um, music shop in Copenhagen, and they called me, and that was at the very end of my career in Domino's and they said we just got three models in from um, Tony Iommi where he signed them it's his signature you know and he had asked his pickups in it uh, they were brand new yeah. but uh, they were, it was the same uh, Gibson guitar and he signed them and it has his own it, it was when he released his own pickup mm. you know you want one I said, absolutely and I used all the money that I had at that time, and I bought the guitar, and it's it's staying down there in the basement. But I did play some of the fur, you know, some of the very last shows with Dominus on that guitar, and I did also play some of the first Volbeat shows on oh, that right. guitar. Yeah. Last one. 
but now I just don't. I don't feel comfortable uh, traveling around with it. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So it's definitely, Tony Iommi is the reason why I play that guitar. And you know, uh, since it's going really good with Volpin in our career, there's been a lot of guitar brands who were interested in sponsoring us. Mm. And you know, sometimes free stuff is good, but yep. free stuff also needs to sound good. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, there was a time where I was going through a lot of different guitars and different brands, and uh, they couldn't, you know, Good they couldn't match up to, right. to the Gibson. Right. No way. So I'm a Gibson guy. You know, that's that's the guitar I'm married to, so, yeah. and I feel well, good about it. It's, it's a feel, too. It's exactly. Feel, the feel of it just hanging yeah. on you and sitting mm. on you, the weight of it, it's, it's exactly. it means a lot. Exactly, yeah. yeah. See, there's, like someone like Dimebag Daryl or something that has such a specific yeah. shape. Yeah. It doesn't work for everyone. No, no. I so, agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, is there a track on the album that really stands out for you? As I said, you know, um, uh, this is one of those albums where I like all the songs. <laughs> and uh, of course, the, the opening song will always have a deep impact on me because, you know, it just blew me away. But um when dead calls you know what an amazing track also brian may is on it uh, killing the spirit world amazing uh nightwing oh man um but again they all kind of become became my favorite song for different reasons mm. yeah um but bec you know because uh it came out of nowhere suddenly there was just this new black Sabbath album out and the first track I heard hit was Headless Cross. Mm. So that gotta be my, my favorite.
there's a there's a song one song um black moon which which i love it and again with this record it's the the track listing and it's the art of the album which is something that that's lost on a lot of people these days yeah you know because we're, yeah. we're in such a a singles thing and i'm sure you yeah. feel that with volbeat that the world is revolving around singles but you're still writing album yeah album releases yeah this song very much this is from the opening track the gates of hell which i love which reminds me of the the intro and don't hate me for this but of uh shout of the devil all right okay by, yeah, yeah, by Motley yeah, Crue, yeah, yeah, yeah in the beginning okay. yeah you know yeah. just it has that kind of dark feel mm. um but black moon you know coming up towards the closer of the album is a leftover song that um eternal idol uh, exactly yeah. 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 yeah 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 which is um which actually f- i feel fits on this record perfectly oh, it as well. really does yeah H- have you heard the bonus track that came later cloaks and dagger uh that, that yeah because that that one even though it's a good track it definitely doesn't fit no right the no. album you know yeah, it's yeah. a good it's a good song yeah. but yeah. it's 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 a little bit too happy for <laughs> yeah. for that yeah. record yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Absolutely. but it's still a good song yeah well that's one song one song i was going to we're actually going to play it um just to highlight that how how it feels different it feels a little bit separated yeah, yeah. It, it got added afterwards yeah. I think it was actually even a B-side at, at yeah. first. L- later on. Yeah. It yeah. also has a picture disc bonus track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason. Yeah, so. yeah. 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 And but also, uh, and, uh, just thinking, because they, they had a guy named Lawrence Cottle on bass, but he only played on the album. I think he's in the video. Mm. Uh, and then Neil Murray came yeah. in and did the touring with the band. Yeah, that's correct. For some reason. Yeah. Neil Murray's actually been in... He's been everywhere. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah, you know, for, for yeah, a long. Yeah, you know, what a lineup. Yeah, you know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This it's, lineup is crazy. Yeah, Jeff Nichols is well on keyboard. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. always yeah. solid. <laughs> always solid, and yeah. he's the the hidden uh, the hidden person in Black Sabbath. Yeah, yes, you know, for, and, for uh, years. yeah, the hidden element. Yeah, yeah. The hidden element. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. one really knew that he was back there up until like into the two thousands. Yeah. Right, yeah. who yeah. unfortunately passed away, and he was with Tony. Uh, yeah, because they were playing. Uh, they, were, they were playing in his um, in his solo band, the Tony Martin's Headless Cross. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Which I think played Sweet Rock Festival. I right? think so too. Yes. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. So, that's great. Yeah. Um, anything more to add? No, I think we've uh, we've we've gone through it all. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, I remember that that they had the the track Call of the Wild was originally titled Hero. But then they found out that Ozzy Osbourne had a song named Hero on his solo album, No Rest for the Wicked, yeah. and they changed yeah. it. Yeah. Well, No Rest for the Wicked come out the year before this. Yes, 88. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I guess there was some bad blood going on as well. <laughs> I, I guess there was some bad <laughs> blood, but, um, and that was definitely a, another peak for, for Ozzy, I think, back then. Oh, the, sure, yeah. The, the arrival of Zach Wilde. Yep. Um, and then he went on to his biggest selling record, a year, a year after, or two years after this, with right, um, yeah. no more tears, yeah, yeah. Um, but without a doubt, Tony Iommi is, is to me, is Black Sabbath. You know, oh yeah, yeah. no uh, doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, thanks for your time. Um, thank welcome. you. Yep, thank you. You've got a new record out as well. Coming in. You've got a new record just come out. Yeah, rewind, replay, rebound. Absolutely. Um, come out in August. Yeah. And it definitely has its small Sabbath moment, but um, <laughs> it's there. It will, yeah. it will always be there. But yeah, check it out. Cool, cool. I don't, I don't have Brian May on it, but um, <laughs> there'll be other guests. Yeah, great guests. You have Rod Caggiano. Rod Caggiano. On he's there. he's okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we have um, some of the guys from JD McPherson band uh, playing saxophone and piano. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it it sounds amazing. check it out absolutely cool Nicholas see you next week yes sir and Michael thanks for your time thank you you're welcome thank you (laughs) 